0: Warning, the content you are about to hear is completely unhinged, unfiltered, and what some would consider a hot take. This podcast contains mature
1: language, adult humor, and features two women who decided it was cheaper to start a podcast than to go to therapy. If you're a spiteful bitch who can't handle opinions that are not your own, this content is not for you. Proceed at your own risk.
0: Welcome to Unhinged Tea Time, a brand new podcast where we rant and rave about fandoms and pop culture. I'm Sarah.
1: And I'm Rachel. And welcome to our very first episode. Welcome to the shit show. (laughs) We're
0: here today to talk about Andrew Lloyd Webber's Phantom of the Opera. So what brought us here to talk about Phantom of the Opera today? Well, recently, over in Italy, there was a new production of Andrew Lloyd Wimber's Phantom of the Opera that did about a two-week run, I think it was, yep. and we have a lot of thoughts about it. Lots of thoughts. Like, we just and really needed to... and concerns. Yeah. We really needed to get this off our chest.
1: So that's why we're here. Yep. The... The production that started a podcast. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) We want to first start off with our Phantom of the Opera Origins. So I first got into Phantom when I was a little kid. My grandmother, who sadly I lost last year, uh, was a huge Andrew Lloyd Webber fan. And Phantom was her favorite musical. And growing up, I... Heard her playing it all the time, and quickly became obsessed with it just as she was. Um, we had this, we had this VHS tape of Andrew Lloyd Webber music videos, and if you go to YouTube, you can pull up these music videos. But oh my gosh, they were something else. Let me tell you. Um, Is it the I one remember... I'm
1: about from the? 80s? So it's, and it's, so like it's
0: yeah, yeah, Egyptian. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs>
1: So, if you guys haven't was, seen them, you definitely need to look them up, because it's just, it's an experience. They're magical. Sarah
0: Brightman and Steve Harley, who was the frontman of the rock band Cockney Rebel back in the 70s, um, they did this music video for the title track from the show. And actually, fun fact, I don't know if you knew this, Rachel. Probably Steve not. Harley was actually cast as the Phantom before Michael Crawford. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And during the rehearsal process, he ended up being replaced by Michael Crawford. So he never actually performed in the show. He was replaced during rehearsals before the show opened.
1: Damn.
0: Uh, But you watch that bit and you're just like, um, I think they made the right choice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I would say so. I'm, I'm not mad about it.
0: But I cannot tell you how many times I watched those music videos over and over and over as a kid is embarrassing. <laughs> um, but then, when I was ten, my grandmother took me to New York to see Phantom on Broadway, and that was my very first Broadway show. And it was Davis Gaines as the Phantom, and we sat in the fourth row in the orchestra, and it was life changing. To get to see that show and then see the chandelier, you know, crashing above you was so cool. And see, that really solidified my love of Broadway and musicals.
1: Yeah. If, seeing that, like, as a kid, like, the chandelier dropping over you, it's it just, like, one of those moments that you just can't, like, ever recreate again. Like, Yeah, exactly. It's just magical. Um... I don't know what about you I don't know how old I was I I honestly think I was too young <laughs> when my mom introduced me to Phantom um, but that's kind of how like we've always been like our relationship she's always I've always been a little bit more mature than my age so she um, got us tickets I think for either my birthday or Christmas which is pretty much the same week so it doesn't really matter which one Yeah. Um, and i remember her she bought me the cds where it was like the two tracks so like it ends at uh the chandelier drop and then you have to switch it over to the second cd i don't know if you had those yep i have that too (laughs) and i had a walkman cd player (laughs) that i would play or i would put it on my computer and play it um and I remember she gave me the soundtrack before we saw the play, so I could get familiar with the music. And I like just fell in love with it. And then I, for some reason, I would always picture music of the night of him singing it by himself. I didn't, I didn't oh. understand the context of anything. I didn't understand that it was a show, like that uh, it was a play. Like none of it made sense to me at all, because um, I was just too young to get the concept of it. Yeah, I had to have been like probably six or seven. Like I was, See, if you had
0: had that VHS tape, you would have known I that Christine known. was in there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Music of the Night was immediately, like, the one I played the most, probably. And I just pictured, like, this lonely, like, uh, almost like a Batman-type character, <laughs> like, sitting alone <laughs> on a rooftop singing this song by himself. And... It was just, I don't know. So then we finally got to see the show, and the whole time I was so confused because I thought that somebody was actually sabotaging the show. Oh. I didn't understand. But that's kind of cool, though. I didn't know it was fake. (laughs) And then, of course, my mom, when the chandelier falls, she's like, oh, my God, watch out? Like, she played it up more. And I was like, was that supposed to happen? And she's like, no, that's never (laughs) happened before. I was like, what? And then like when the the backdrop would fall during Hannibal, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I thought everything was real. And then I thought the Phantom was really running around. I didn't understand the concept of speakers and audio. So I was like, wow, how is he doing that? He's getting there so fast. You Um, probably
0: had the best experience a person (laughs) could have just because
1: you didn't know what was going on i yeah it was great (laughs) it was like and i remember it very vividly sitting there like holy shit this is amazing i might die but i'm okay with it like (laughs) this is fine because we also had like the orchestra seats where it swings down over your head um it wasn't on broadway it was um when they were touring um in florida but i mean it was still just one of the coolest things, and then it, and again, that's what got me into Broadway. And I still don't—I I don't know if I can really say I'm into Broadway, because overall, I've probably only seen like five or six shows total.
0: Well, it's enough that like when you find a show that you like, you're really passionate about it. Yeah. So no, I would say that you're into Broadway. Yeah,
1: because I mean, we would see it every year that it would come. Um, immediately we would buy tickets. So I've seen it probably five or six times, and then we just saw it together on Broadway before it closed, So, which was- Oh, you've got got me beat. Which was magical.
0: <laughs> I've seen it three. Yeah, we were just there this past, was it February, right? Yep,
1: end of February. Um,
0: to see Ben Crawford, and- Don't ask it's me. It's been- I
1: don't know names.
0: it's been I mean the last time I saw it was 2006 so it was a really long time yeah and I feel like I had the same reaction you know as the other two times I saw it Mm. still just
1: three times
0: I know it just seems so much more though because of the movie and because of the 25th anniversary so I feel like I know the show like the back of my hand but no, I've only seen it on Bro- seen it on Broadway three times.
1: Yeah. And I haven't
0: seen any touring versions. Yeah.
1: Every time it would tour, it would come to Florida at the Tampa yeah. area. Because we have the Straws Center there that a lot of people perform at. Um, mm.
0: Let's talk about how we felt seeing it back in February, knowing that this was going to be the last time. Well, this was your first time seeing it in New York, right? That was my first so time
1: you're... seeing it on Broadway. First and last. So
0: It was definitely um, a bucket list item. It was, I, I just can't imagine, I mean, I'm going to New York in, again in September, and I can't imagine walking down that street and not seeing Phantom.
1: <sighs> yeah. Like, it's
0: going to be really depressing to see that.
1: Yeah, because even though I never saw it, every time we'd gone to New York, we would be next to it, we'd walk by it, we would see it. It's just, like, it's almost like Times Square. Like, you walk through it, it's always there. It's just.
0: Yeah. I mean, to me, New York. Is phantom phantom is new york and to not have it there i just gosh it's so weird
1: call me when you cry
0: i probably will I honestly <laughs> i probably will when i walk past that theater i'm almost debating should i just avoid that street altogether <laughs> <laughs> i'll just live in you know pretend like it's still there yeah there you go um but yeah i mean we we you and i had mixed thoughts it, While we were watching the show with some of the things that some of the cast was doing vocally. But by the end, we were both sobbing.
1: Yeah. The ending always gets me. Like, every time. No matter what. In any yeah. in any production, in any version, I usually have at least one tear rolling down my cheek. Um, this was a little bit like ugly crying, but... <laughs> yeah. You know. I will say, um, if nobody has ever sat in the balcony, that was my first time sitting that far back for a show. I always splurge on shows, but these seats were already, like, expensive. And we yeah. had also gotten Moulin Rouge tickets on top of it. So, I found myself falling asleep. <laughs> you know what it
0: is, though? It's that height. It's the height. Because it's happened I'm, to me at other shows. down.
1: Yeah. And I was like, why am I falling asleep in Phantom of the Opera, Broadway? And I'm like sitting there, opening my eyes wider, like blinking rapidly, kind of like moving my head around to wake myself up because, and it wasn't during anything serious. It was like, I think it was um, during Notes and El Muto. Which to be honest. I mean. (laughs) There. That's a (laughs) fair time to doze. That's
0: that's the fair (laughs) place to do it. (laughs) So,
1: but I was just like, uh, but I was like, oh my but God. But no, uh,
0: I really do think it's it's being up that high because I've had that happen to me in other shows yeah. sitting back that far. So I think it's the angle and the fact that you're looking down.
1: Mm-hmm. But I've, I've um, never experienced that before. And I was like, this is so weird. And I feel like a horrible person. <laughs> and like, it's funny because I've like, whenever we would drag my stepdad or my dad along with us for the Phantom, um All the guys would be asleep immediately. Like, before, think of me. They're out. (laughs) They're done. They're down for the count. They're snoozing. They're snoring. There's other people's husbands next to us snoring. Like, it's just a known fact, at least it was in Tampa, that, like, all the husbands would fall asleep. At intermission, they'd go get their alcohol. They'd come back, and they'd continue their nap for the rest of the show. (laughs) They would (laughs) usually last till the end of Masquerade, because they're like, that That was pretty cool with all the costumes. That was fun. Then I fell back asleep. And I'm
0: just like, all right. Well, my poor grandmother, she had this condition where she would, you know, she would fall asleep at random yeah. times. You know, no fault of her own. Not because she was tired. She was just, what's that called? like Narcolepsy. Yeah. Um, yeah, she so had a bit of that. And we were front row, center, at Phantom. And she fell asleep. I couldn't and... fall asleep front row. Oh, God. I was like the cast could see oh. She was just like, oh no and i was really embarrassed but also you know she can't help it Just like, hold she up a can't. sign she's an archileptic would just happens sometimes so <laughs> i try to nudge her you know wake up wake up um
1: yeah <laughs> it happens it does it happens to everybody i still like was happy with the view of it though like i Still was able to like see everything and enjoy it, um. So it was nice to know that there's really not it was like nice a to see it.
0: It was nice to see it from that perspective where you get to see the whole yeah stage. You know, because sometimes when you are up close, you do miss kind of the whole effect of things. Mm-hmm. So um, I I you know that theater is so beautiful. It was nice to see the chandelier from the angle we yes. saw it
1: at. Yep, yeah. it was like pretty yeah. much eye level. Yeah, and then to watch it fall too was nice. Because yep. you always have to like crane and look back and you don't really get the, the full effect of it. Right. Yes.
0: But before we get to the Italian production, um, we want to talk a little bit about the 2004 movie because that was really a
1: game changer. That was a game changer. It that... was a
0: total game changer for Phantom. This, and I really think it created so many more fans...
1: To help keep the stage shows alive. I really do. That is still, to this day, my favorite nightgown of any movie ever.
0: Yeah,
1: 100%. I love her nightgown. I don't care that every pan back to her, her eyeshadow gets darker. Still my favorite nightgown.
0: Well, and let's talk about this. I mean, the movie did make a lot of changes from the show. It did. But
1: everything worked. It did. And it was nice.
0: And it took this story that really feels like such an intimate story. And it gave us that intimacy that you can't do on stage. Yep. And I know a lot of people have their gripes with it, but I honestly think it's perfection.
1: Yeah, like, when it came out, I think I made my nani take me to the movie theaters like 3 times to see this. Not I as saw much a as nine. Not as much as <laughs> nine Pirates. Times? Pirates of the Caribbean was like my 9 times. But after I did that a couple years ago and I started doing it again with Phantom, they are like, "Okay, no, we're done. Stop. We're not we're not we're not doing Pirates again. We're going to wait till it comes out on DVD and then I just watched it every day on our large TV with surround sound, which was obviously my stepdad's favorite thing in the whole wide world. Um <laughs> So that was fun for him. Um, I tried getting my granddaddy to watch it with me because he would always fall asleep in the play. And I'm like, the movie, you got to watch the movie. It's different than the play. You'll like it more because it's not just singing the whole time. They talk sometimes in the movie. And um, unfortunately, he passed away before he could finish the movie. So we got up to like, I think... Right before Masquerade. It was almost, like, perfect. Like, it was almost, like, right where the second act would start. Like, right before Masquerade. So it was kind of, like... So every time I watch the movie, I think of him still, which is nice. Um, And I'm still, like, he never fucking finished this movie. Like, of course. Got got off not finishing this movie. Like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Typical. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... Yeah, no, I... I just love everything about this movie. I love all the costumes. I love... Gerard Butler. That was yeah. that was a that was a rabbit hole opening for me with Gerard it Butler. It really was. I mm-hmm. went through and watched every single thing he'd ever been in after Phantom came out. Same. Every <laughs> single movie ever. <laughs> every TV show. Timeline. <laughs> Timeline, yes.
0: <laughs> Laura Croft Tomb
1: Raider 2. <laughs> Laura Croft Tomb Raider, yes. <laughs> Dracula 2000. Uh, Dracula 2000. <laughs> dear Frankie when that one came out. That was a big oh, deal for Frankie. everybody. I love that movie. Oh, uh, Everything <laughs> he's been in is just so... And even still, like, every time I see him, I'm like, oh, that's my boy. That's my boy. Um, I just think they did a beautiful job. There's a lot of errors, which everyone has only picked up because we've watched it 50,000 times. Like... <laughs> Yeah, If you watch it for the first time, you're not going to pick up on the continuity errors. Um, But I can still, like, list out, I'm like, Christine's eyeshadow gets darker. There's a shot where you can clearly see that the Phantom is a stunt double during the sword fight. You know, (laughs) her sleeves go up and down during Point of No Return. Like, you could sit there and nitpick it all day you want, but at the end of the day, it's a good movie for Phantom of the Opera.
0: And it set this expectation to point of no return that.
1: Will never be. I'm,
0: ne- I'm never satisfied now no. when I watch that scene. No. Unless. That's
1: not true. The remaining production. <laughs> the, <Romanian laughs> the production. Romanian. Chef's yeah. Kiss. Yeah. I went down a freaking rabbit hole on TikTok and I was just deep diving for these point of no return scenes because let me tell you, y'all america is like rated g okay it's the worst one it's it's if i'm not uncomfortable watching it with my grandma i don't want to watch it which isn't saying a lot because we watched outlander together but regardless this the ones on tiktok where they christine is like the one in control she puts his hands on her she's slinging stuff, up, or maybe he's slinging stuff across the table. I don't know, i have to watch it again. Oh my god. It's so nice. That's, like, <laughs> it's everything I've ever wanted in a stage production that I know we will never get in North America. Like, it's just never gonna happen. Even with
0: the 25th anniversary version, I don't like
1: how... It's too controlled.
0: He's, he's, like, pulling her at the end, and she's, like, pulling back, and there's this struggle back and forth, and there's just no... You don't get that chemistry there. You just get this fear in her. I'm like, I don't want that.
1: Yeah. Because I feel like Christine's played a lot more as a damsel in distress in the show, whereas in the movie, she's her own person, and she makes her own choices. Yeah. And, like, she knows what's going down. She immediately knows what's happening in Point of No Return in the movie. Like, she's not an idiot. Right. Whereas in the show, I feel like they kind of play it as, "Oh, does she know? Does she not know? I don't think she knows until the very end, and then she starts realizing it." But I, yeah, no, I agree. I like, I like when she's the one being like, "Yes, I am passing the point of no return. Let's go, bitches!" Like, yep, mm-hmm. And we all know she really wanted it. If we talk about the sequel. Yes, wanted. she she wanted it. She wanted it, and she got it. (laughs) 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 What's that song? I want it, I got it. I like it, I got it. (laughs) That's Christine's theme song.
0: (laughs) So yeah, the movie, Perfection, um, really changed the game, I feel like. It changed how I view certain scenes, and it changed my expectations for things I want to see in the show now and the way that people play certain scenes, you know? Yeah. Like, I think prior to the movie, I probably didn't think that much about Point of No Return. Yep. But then the movie came out, and now I've got very strong opinions on it that lead to me being disappointed when I see it on stage.
1: Yeah. I feel like Music of the Night is that way, too. I feel like he doesn't touch her enough on Music of the Night. On yeah. stage. Yeah. Or, like, she plays, like, sometimes they play the, the dazed and um, mesmerizing a little too much, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she's under a spell. It's like, eh, no.
0: So now let's move on to the brand new Italy production that just wrapped up its two-week run. Yay. <sighs> Yay. Which we should preface this by saying that we are both massive Ramin fans and we have been for a very long time
1: yes we have flown to new york multiple times for this man true
0: we have camped out at stage doors for this man
1: yep multiple times Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) i've seen his solo show Uh, as well
1: i have not because he rarely comes to florida although he was in florida when we were in new york so go (laughs) fucking figure typical uh, so
0: when we found out he was coming back to be the Phantom, of course it was.
1: We've said for a long time, like if he ever, because he said he said forever, I'm done with Phantom. Phantom's in the past. Never touching it again. I I don't want to do it anymore. Da 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 da. And Sarah and I have always said to each other, you know, if he ever does the Phantom again, I don't care where, I don't care when. We're dropping everything. We're going. And then, this, and then when he started teasing all the shit, we were assuming he was going to come back for like one night on Broadway mm-hmm. um, or do like the last show or something like that. And then we found out he was going to be in Florida when we were in New York. So like, all right, he's not doing anything then. <laughs> and then they announced that he was going to Italy. And I think, <sighs> I remember you texting or calling me.
0: It was a big deal.
1: It was a big deal. I remember, like, laying there, I'm like, to my boyfriend, I was like, babe, we have a, we have a situation, I'm gonna have to go to Italy. I definitely looked at flights. Yeah, I was pulling flights up, and I had just, I think we had just gotten back from New York. Yeah. And I have, I just started a new job, and I gotta, like, be like, oh, shit, I gotta take another week off to go to (laughs) Italy. Um... So I was, like, trying to figure out all the logistics. I'm, like, it's fine. I'll make it work. You know, I can work during the day or something and, like, you know, work remote. Like, all this stuff. I was, like, it's going to be fine. We're going to figure it out. And then it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah, ultimately, the cost,
0: at least on my end, the cost was too much. It was just too much just going
1: on. Also on my end, it was too much. Um, I'm poor. (laughs) But, um, yeah, just, it ended up not working out. And I was, I was, I was devastated. I was like, it's, I was upset for a while. And then we saw what it was, and I'm not upset anymore. So, (laughs) everything happens for a reason, guys. Don't question it. So, videos
0: started popping up online. Uh, there was an audio recording released. And the more that came out about it, the more I don't like this production. At all.
1: I think it suffers from a lack of prep time. I don't know when they started prepping. 100%. But you can just tell nothing seemed ready, in my opinion.
0: I mean, if you're going to pay a lot of money to go see a Broadway-esque style production, you know, Broadway or West End style production, you expect there to be synchronicity between the actors and the orchestra and a lot of that wasn't happening at least in the recordings we listened to
1: yeah and I feel like that happened a lot more than it should have and I don't know if they just didn't get to record with the orchestra if the orchestra just didn't know the music well enough because I did hear one recording where the brass was just so off and out of tune and i'm i just mm. it seemed like i don't know if there was issues with sound mixing or and granted these are all cell phone recordings so we can take stuff with a grain of salt but this was very obviously not in sync it just
0: didn't sound good at all no Mm -mm. and definitely rough then there
1: were the costumes I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start. When you think of Phantom of the Opera, you think of costumes. Like, I think that, I think the costumes themselves are a character in the show. Like, yeah. they are so grand. And I'm not saying every single production has to have the grandest be-all, end-all be-all of costumes. Like, I get it if they need to downsize or they don't have the budget for the the costumes to be as high-end or as detailed as the original production. That being said, you got to try a little bit. Just a little. And I feel like these were... I'm going to get mean here. And I, <laughs> I just... I We cosplay, and I make costumes, so I think that's why I'm so passionate about this. <laughs> so... They honestly look like hand-me-downs from the local theater productions that just, like, put them in a box on the side of the road and were like, here you go. And I don't feel like anybody had any fittings done. I feel like everything was ill-fitting on everybody. Why anyone would choose green silk for Hannibal? Just, ugh. I, mm. I will say I do like her nightgown. But only because it's not a silk material, because I always feel like a lot of the shows have, like, silk in it, and it just reflects the light, weird. hmm So I did, like, I did just see a, a super detailed version of it, and it's like a lacy something. I don't like the shape of the shoulders, but I do like the material that was used for that.
0: Okay, fair point.
1: Um... And I do like. I know you don't love it, but I like the red cape, the red uh, lining of the Phantom's cape. I feel like that brings a little bit of like villainyness to him in a way, and I'm a sucker for that. And it also gives me Dracula vibes, which I'm also a sucker for. So yeah, to me, it screams d- costume. I, do like that. I don't. If it was a velvet instead of a silk, I think it would have been better. Or, like, a deeper burgundy color.
0: I just think there's just a Phantom in all black to me is just everything. That's fair. Because then when you have the red death scene, it's such a contrast.
1: Oh, all right. That's a valid point. I still love it, though. I'm a sucker for black and red anything. How do you feel about the costume?
0: Well, the one I really hate is Point of No Return.
1: Ugh. Honestly, she looks like Barbie from the Princess and the Pulper movie. If they could have just gotten it to fit her, I just felt like she yeah. was drowning in everything
0: that she wore. Yeah. And then Ramin's cloak and hat thing was just... if it, Maybe if it had been a different color, but it was like this he looked like a mustard doctor uh, yeah it was like a scarecrow hat it was like this mustard cloak and i'm just like i i I didn't
1: like the whole look um it ah god and the whole point of that scene is like the cloak so then it also takes away from the scene itself i feel like because he has to be sure he's hiding his face with his hat right versus the cloak is just covering his whole head And that takes care of that and he can still move around and stand up and do what he wants.
0: But also the hat is so big. So you think about that one key moment in the point of no return choreography where she grabs his hands and like, you know, Mm -hmm. pulls their their arms around each other. And you can't do that if he's wearing this ginormous hat. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they did. (laughs) But I haven't seen a video of it, so I don't know if that specific choreography was in it
1: listening has seen it please let us know how that went and if they did (laughs) it i i would like god i wouldn't be able to take it seriously like if we were sitting if we flew to italy we spent thousands of dollars to go see this show and this is what we saw i don't think we would ever go see a show ever again it would have been really bad yeah. it would have been rough <laughs> and I know there's people that did that there's people that spent thousands of dollars traveling I saw a video of one girl who said she was from Florida I want to know how she feels if you're listening reach out we're here for you <laughs> like <laughs> my god <laughs> you know what
0: though and there are a lot of people out there who loved it and that's that's fine that is totally guys. fine everyone's entitled to their own opinion and, you know, some people like when the original gets changed. They think it, it adds something to it. Some people like when they take, take influences from the books. Um, that's all great. Just not for me.
1: Yeah. And I will admit, I can be a little snobbish with certain things. Like, I will openly admit that. I have very strong opinions when it comes to certain things. And Phantom of the Opera is definitely one of them. There's just some shit you don't touch masquerade leave it alone why why is she in a bell dress why does she look like bell like i
0: will say one positive I, to the masquerade scene i did like that they put ensemble members in the audience
1: i did like that give it a little that bit more cool. of an
0: immersive experience i thought that was a nice touch i think the actual and they even
1: did it up in the balcony too. yeah that was what not i saw just and I, in
0: the orchestra right i thought that was really cool so yeah. that is a change I did like I think
1: kudos
0: the west end version which is still playing in its it's in I'm, I'm pretty sure it's still in its original form I think that could be added to that and it would be really nice yeah um we do have to mention one positive wardrobe change which was Raul mm. yeah mm. <laughs> Shirtless Raul
1: Shirtless Raul Was a choice I have mixed feelings I have mixed feelings about it My So the, the only thing
0: I have with it is
1: How did he get that way? Right What led up to well, that moment? <laughs> so I read that he's wet when he comes back on stage So oh. it's to show he like swam across the lake Okay, that makes sense so, that makes more sense. When I first saw it, I'm like, of course they did shirtless Raul. Like, go figure. Like, I know we all joke about it and we've always asked for it. So it's like, how deep can that be? Go! <laughs> but to actually see it happen, I'm like, cheap. Ugh, <laughs> how dare they? <laughs> but, but when I read the transition for it, because I'm like, what does he do? Just rip his shirt off when he gets to the Phantom? He's like, let's fight. Let's, let's duke it out, bro. Like, <laughs> you know what? That's just, that's what I was picturing. <laughs> I might have liked that. <laughs> I would have been Honestly, dying
0: laughing, but I might have liked
1: that. <laughs> I want, I want a parody of Phantom now. Cause we're halfway there yeah, at this point. Yeah. And like, it would have been even better if they did that. And then Ramin playing the Phantom, which if you don't know guys, cause this costume did nothing for him. He's jacked as fuck. So then if Ramin comes out and just like, yeah, let's go, <laughs> strips his shirt off with his tattoos and the freaking 12 pack. He's practically like.
0: a WWE wrestler anyways at this point.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. But then once I read that he's wet coming back on stage and it's to show that he swam across the lake, I'm like, all right, I'll buy that excuse. Like, well, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. That I, I felt a little better than me, what I was envisioning of him just like ripping his shirt off, like mid stage, and then just being shirtless. Like, <laughs> so he goes off stage being dressed, comes back shirtless, and wet. So, there's my innuendo for the, the podcast.
0: How do we feel about the angel wings on Ramin?
1: <clears throat>
0: yeah. <clears throat> just like.
1: <laughs> What what in the fanfiction.net bullshit is this? <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, guys. We've taken the Angel of Music thing a little bit too Someone's far. Someone's spent a little too much time on Wattpad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I ain't even gonna say it's AO3, because AO3 has the good shit, and this wasn't <laughs> it. Ain't about it. I just,
0: to me, I cannot see the Phantom sitting in his lair sewing up some angel wings. Sewing
1: wings, <laughs> making feathers. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> calling up Madame Jerry, <laughs> I need some feathers, <laughs> black preferably.
0: No, it's like, just, it just—it wasn't. It's not it's not working for me. I don't like it.
1: And the fact that he actually flew with them. Yeah, so these
0: are, like, mechanical wings that he can actually get air with, you know? Like,
1: uh, no, I don't know.
0: I just can't see the Phantom doing this in his lair. He's
1: he's why we have Mothman legends.
0: (laughs) But have you seen the video of the ballet scene? (laughs)
1: <laughs> where he's I swinging have on indeed. the
0: rope and like he yelling he Tarzans
1: his ass across the stage I have what <laughs> what is happening I think it would have been a little better if he didn't yell but the ah! <laughs> that he like lets out I was like bruh what are we doing What what is happening why are we doing this I I
0: mm. Do you think Ramin had these same thoughts and was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna have fun with
1: this? (laughs) Like, I swore I'd never come back to this role. Critical of shit, right? Like he swore up and down he's not coming back to this role, and this is the one he comes back for. (laughs) This is it. That's your man. Look at him. I want you to look at him. (laughs) That's your man. (laughs) Like, what? If this show doesn't say midlife crisis, I don't That's know. That's
0: why that I wonder if he was just like, I'm just going to have fun with this shit. Like this is ridiculous. Let me just camp it up and just go for Maybe. it. Maybe.
1: But it just seems so out of character for him. I know. Just given like all the past things he said about it. And then they were hyping this shit up like this production is just so great, so different just blah 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 and i'm just and i mm, i really want a full bootleg so bad
0: there's gotta be one out there
1: i don't know how there's not but if not they're coming to milan don't know if it'll have ramin
0: yeah this is not the end of this coming this is not the end of this production it will return in the fall (laughs) but wait there's more I'll be interested to see will they make any changes? It better. Because they will have more we'll have time, time to prep and kind of maybe work out those kinks. At least musically, I hope. At least
1: musically hopefully they can fix that. That
0: they sort that shit
1: out. I also heard that there was some issues with Pianji singing versus Ramin singing and then like the fade out or something with that something was weird
0: i mean i hate that whole thing at all i mean the fact that you're taking the best song but then you're also taking ramin out for half of it
1: yeah well then i read a comment that said ramin is actually the one singing but he's mimicking pianji which i think is even worse no
0: but i heard a recording and you can definitely hear pianji up until I think the first chorus, and then it clearly switches yeah. to Ramin. So Ramin, I, I believe, is on stage the whole time, but you, but it's Pianji off stage yeah. singing his, yeah. you know, section.
1: I will say I saw a clip of them doing the switch. Yes, I saw that too. Pyongi, and I can't figure it out. And I thought that was pretty cool. Oh no, I didn't so, watch it a shit ton of times. It's
0: all in the hands.
1: You have to watch the hand placement. Yeah. But I thought that was cool, because it took me a minute. I was like, oh, oh, what? I'm easily entertained by shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a magic trick? Yes. Here for it. Flying angel wings? No. I draw my line. Is that? that?
0: All right, what about the flaming chandelier?
1: I do think that was pretty cool. I think it could
0: have been cooler, though. If you're going to say, we're giving you a flaming chandelier, but I did not
1: like how it fell. It was a little anti-climatic. On it. I know. So it couldn't fall that fast. But I did... I I did like aspects of it. Like, I thought it was cool. I would have preferred... If I saw it in person, I'd be like, I... Well, that's what everyone's saying, that it was a
0: lot cooler in person. I think I would have preferred... A meanless chandelier that was flaming that would have had a more dramatic drop. I think we could have taken him off of it, still had the flaming yeah. chandelier, and it could have been a much more epic drop. Yeah,
1: I agree. Him being be on
0: cool. it, I don't think, added to it.
1: No. Well, no. I don't. To me. And, it almost know. makes it make, make less sense. Cause it's Like, you're crashing it.
0: But you're on it. Right, because you think he's off stage cutting the rope to the yeah. chandelier. Well, how is that yeah. happening if he's riding it?
1: <laughs> yeah. But I like explosions. I'm a bit of a pyro, so I was like, ah, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I do like how they had, and I don't think I saw anything of it, but I read it that instead of having him above them for all i ask of you he was below them yeah cuz they had what the it was like the catwalk or something they were in the catwalks yeah above the stage they weren't there was no roof scene they weren't on the right, roof right right they just went up to the catwalks which i feel like is a little bit of a callback to the movie because you see them running yeah. through the catwalks um but i did kind of like that It kind of gives that whole illusion again of them, like, he's always in the catacombs. He's always below them. Mm -hmm. So I feel, I don't know. I just, I don't know what it looked like, but it sounded interesting. Yeah. And I wasn't fuming at that change.
0: (laughs) I will say that the entire sequence early on with her going into the mirror and then the title song and then Music of the Night had some issues.
1: I don't get why she had to climb on the desk. Why do
0: we not have a full-length mirror for her to walk through? Why does she have to climb (laughs) on the stool, climb on the vanity, and then he has to, like, put his foot out to try to steady her to get her into the mirror? (laughs) It didn't need to be that complicated,
1: guys. (laughs) Oh, man. It's just, like... It's the little thing. Props
0: to her Honestly, for not tripping and falling. Like, that's all I
1: can say. I would have eaten shit so hard every <laughs> night. Like, I wonder if they had to do stunt rehearsals for that every day. <laughs> no, like, for real. Because <laughs> that's a lot of fabric and a lot of, like, climbing. Yeah.
0: I just can't. And why does Ramin blow on her during Music of the Night?
1: That pisses me off
0: so much. Does it get? Is it get her to like? like, Is he put? Is he blowing like a powder on her to get her like to be lulled into this serene
1: state or something? I think that's what it was to imply, or it was like that's. I I also read because in the video I saw she didn't pass out from that, but in another thing I saw that's what makes her pass out. Instead of the bride, I don't like it.
0: No, he's a deep right yeah, exactly. Him. You're alluding to the fact that he's basically like drugging her with something. Yeah. I'm not here for that. Mm-mm.
1: He, the only drug he has is his music <laughs> and his dick. All right, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Bitches trying to be clever. No, she, she, she climbed up that stool. <laughs> Climbed up that vanity. Wasn't so easy just walking through a full-length mirror. She committed. She wanted to be there. Nobody climbing up shit in a nightgown unless they want to go. Exactly.
0: I found the whole underground lair kind of disappointing as well. There was definitely like a... And I'm sure this was just a financial issue and the fact that this was a limited run production, but there was a heavy reliance on backdrops and less sets
1: yeah which yeah that's is, and that's definitely a budget it's thing understandable, so it's understandable bitch about that understandable yeah. but i do
0: feel like it takes away from the show as a
1: whole yeah i just I, again it just felt small the rotating stage the sets the backdrops everything just feels small and i don't know how big that theater is i don't know if that theater is actually small um I saw online a lot of people said it's smaller than what it looks like in the photos. Mm.
0: I guess what it really comes down to is you have to ask yourself, am I okay with seeing a smaller, lower-budget version of Phantom? And my answer is no. I don't want that.
1: Yeah. Unless it's that one in San Diego. I'll go see that one.
0: Shout out to the... Ovation Theater in San Diego. They are a nonprofit youth theater and they are doing their own production of Phantom. And it's better than Italy. <laughs> uh, for six nights in August, and they've been putting videos out on their TikTok and these kids are so freaking talented that it's unbelievable.
1: It's insane. Like I, I literally sent it to Sarah. I was like, This is better than Italy. And the costumes that they made, like Holy shit. They're definitely got to have some cosplayers in their pocket, because there's no way. Or I guess actual theater people, too, you know? But, I mean, I feel like we're all one and the same at that point. You guys just get paid for it. <laughs> How's it work? Teach me your ways. Um, But the costumes. Honestly, I feel like the costumes are almost better than the actual, like pro- like, Broadway production costumes. Like... Oh, they're stunning. Like, they have one uh, clip of Carlotta's, one of Carlotta's costumes, and I want it. I would wear that just out. I would wear that to the grocery store. I'd wear that to the movies. It's just so stunning. I'd wear it wherever. I don't care. It's just gorgeous. And it's red, not green. So, yeah. you know. I just have a lot of feelings about the green silk that they chose for Hannibal. It makes me so mad. It's just not flattering No at all. Silks are very unforgiving in theater light. Like, it's hard. It's harsh. It just reflects weird sometimes. And that's, that's what we went with. And then it was also ill-fitting. And just looked like it needed to be ironed. And it just... I hate it.
0: (laughs) Going back to the final lair, something I did like was Ramin's callback to the 25th anniversary where he covers the monkey's eyes.
1: Yes! Oh!
0: Starting to become his little signature move.
1: I appreciate that. Also his, um, not an op-up, but and then title track his little. Uh,
0: yeah. Mm hmm. I do love that. I can't
1: think. I don't know what. Stronger. Word it is that he does it on. Stronger. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> Sometimes I think I'm over Ramin, and then he does things, and then I'm like, nope. Nope. we still, still here. Look. Hi.
0: I mean, anyone going to see this show, I'm sure just even being able to hear Ramin sing these songs again was probably a huge plus. That I bet a lot of people yeah. could overlook some of these bad changes.
1: We're shitting on it a lot, but I think if we actually went to Italy and got to say we saw Phantom of the Opera in Italy with Ramin at the end of the day I don't think I don't think we'd be as happy as we thought we were gonna be, but I feel like that being at least the the big takeaway. I think that would be our convincing point on us. Like, we just, like... <laughs> but we saw Ramin, like, sing Phantom in, I don't know. In, in I don't know. Like, if the if
0: the orchestra was as off, like, with Ramin yeah, if we got as they were nights. in that audio we listened to, I think I would come out of that raging.
1: <laughs> and I'd just be like, but, but... <laughs> positive." But see, the difference,
0: though... I have seen Ramin do songs from Phantom.
1: Yeah, see, I haven't. I've only seen him in Anastasia. So
0: that would probably change my, like, I don't think I'd come out of it as excited as you probably were.
1: Yeah. That's true. I forgot you got to see him do his live shit. Yeah. I think that, like, I think at the end of the day, if I got to see him perform Phantom live, I would be like, all right. I can deal with your shitty party city mask. (laughs) I can overlook it. We didn't even talk about the mask. I forgot about it till just now. (laughs) Speaking of ill-fitting. Why does it not fit him? Why? I don't get it. Why? He even teased about bringing his masks with him. Like, you should (laughs) have. You should have. And I get they all are a little bit large and exaggerated, But this one was just a great. I've
0: seen some phantoms, though, where the mask looks so damn good.
1: I don't know why we don't do the masks like the movie. Yeah. It makes zero sense to me. And I get the makeup's more exaggerated, so you have to cover more. But I even feel
0: like when we saw Ben, I thought his mask looked great.
1: Yeah, his was good. I just feel like I don't know what it is with Ramin, but they always give him like this bird nose. On all, even in the twenty fifth anniversary, yeah, they all have this like aggressive bird nose on his masks.
0: They do as much as they can to hide his hotness.
1: It's a travesty, and I feel personally attacked. <laughs> and I'm gonna write a letter. They literally tried to make him as like I honestly feel like this production tried to make him more of a villain, and more of like the bad guy that you don't want to root for. Yeah, maybe. Which would be more on par for the book and the original 1920 movie. 1920s, whatever year it came out. Um,
0: Yeah, I definitely can see some influences from the Lon Chaney version, for sure. mm -hmm. At least
1: in how they presented him. Another thing I don't get is we don't put her in a wedding dress, but we put a veil on her. Yeah, I was going to mention that, too. Which where does it come from? Very strange.
0: Because there's no Cause mannequin. There's no ride. Yeah, there's
1: no. There's no mannequin. Poor choices. So lastly, we got to talk about the change that they made to
0: the very end. It wasn't a huge change, but yes. definitely had an impact. I thought.
1: So it's different. It's a. I feel like it's a. It's not a big change, but in like Phantom worlds. Yeah. It's a change. It's a big change. So you
0: basically the Phantom's getting into a bed, and then the whole ensemble comes into the lair and sees him. And then I guess he disappears, right?
1: Yeah, so I think Meg and Madame Jiri are in there, and they see him like get into the bed. I don't know if it's the whole ensemble or just them two, but they get into the bed, and they he pulls the covers over himself, and he just disappears but yeah i felt like that's kind of almost a call to love never dies yeah because meg and madame Zuri are the ones that smuggle him out to coney island mm-hmm. spoiler alert there's a sequel <laughs> meg and madame Zuri play significant roles in the sequel
0: we are actually huge
1: fans of love never dies Very controversial. Talk about another, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Right, people are gonna get to the end of this podcast and be like, "Their opinion is invalid." Yeah, they like love never dies. (laughs) Fuck them. (laughs) Hey, listen, this is unhinged. Okay, (laughs) didn't say it was. You know,
0: what a great production. I saw the tour. You saw the touring version, right? Too. Uh, Yeah, we both. We saw saw the same one. So we both saw the touring version with the guy from Iceland Iceland <sighs> mm. Fantastic Phantom I wish that would Modern. tour again
1: Yeah that was a beautiful production
0: It really like the was
1: the sets and the costumes See and... this
0: just shows that you you look at some of these touring productions and how extravagant everything is
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean you can do things like this grand things on a small scale
1: Yeah You definitely, it's definitely, that's what I'm saying. I feel like it comes down to, I don't think they had enough prep time. I honestly don't.
0: Especially with Ramin, obviously, being in Funny Girl.
1: Yeah. At the same
0: time, he's trying to rehearse for this
1: show. And then go back to Funny Girl.
0: Yeah.
1: Ramin was definitely the selling point for this show. um, Because I feel like Amelia's very young. Like, I think this is her first, like, large production which props to her for landing something like that for, like, your first big um, show. Yeah. Because that's, like, a dream role for a lot of people. And she's, what, 22? I don't maybe? know. Yeah, definitely. She's under, like, 25 for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. But...
0: Also, I thought it was an interesting choice that they decided to do it in English and not Italian.
1: Yes, but Ramin can't learn Italian in two weeks.
0: Well, that's why, you know, I I don't understand why they they decided to do it this way. You could have opened... I mean, you look at the Romanian production, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which, oh my gosh, the Romanian language is beautiful.
1: It's... yeah.
0: But can you imagine an Italian version of Phantom... And how beautiful oh. that would be. That would have been nice. So mm. I I don't know. Redo it, make it Italian, get some Italian actors. And then you know the Italian
1: actors will spice it up too.
0: And go for it.
1: Yeah. I think I think an Italian point of no return Hell would yeah. be spicy. Mm-hmm. It would be a very spicy meatball, to say the least. Well, that's all the complaints I have. I think I've covered all my bitching about this. I did
0: find it interesting to listen to some people were putting comparison videos of Ramin singing in the 25th anniversary to him singing now.
1: I saw that. And
0: you can see how deeper his voice has gotten. Mm -hmm. Um, And it does honestly sound more controlled, and powerful.
1: Yep. I think it sounds way better. Yeah. Like, you can definitely see the difference. And, man, that's going to happen with anybody with age. They mature, they learn more, they perfect their techniques more. Um, Because the 25th anniversary came out. Gosh. Yeah, how long has that been? Seven years ago. Almost ten years ago. I don't want to (laughs) know. Forget I asked. But, um... Yeah, it's, it's been...
0: 2011.
1: Oh! Ooh, really? Yeah.
0: 2011?
1: Yep. Oh! <laughs> wow. I know. We're all old. We're all old. Including Rameen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I think he sounds a lot better and I wish we had like actual recordings of him and not just bootlegs yep so it'll be nice well I think I've gotten out all of my complaints about the show I really didn't have much nice to say so sorry thumper from Bambi Uh, do you have anything else to add?
0: no I think that about wraps it up (laughs) <laughs> I will say that um, now that some time has passed, I have calmed down a bit.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely not as... In- I had we recorded it when we wanted to record it, I don't know if it would have been arable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm curious to see what happens with Milan. Me too. And see if they make any changes. Or if we're just in the minority. Which maybe we are. But also, the poor Italians,
0: they're not going to get, you know, a long-term version of it like some of the other countries do. Yeah. Anyways, let's all go to Romania.
1: (laughs) Right? (laughs) Hell yeah. Do I know what you're saying? I do, because I know this whole show. exactly. (laughs) That's the good thing. That's what I think is so funny. Like, when I hear it in different languages, I still understand it which is so weird to me to like understand a language but not know it at the same time Mm -hmm. because like you know the song so you know the tunes and you know the words so you know what they're saying even though it's in a completely foreign language that you've never heard or you know not often heard um so that's one cool thing i would i will say about phantom is how international it is yeah
0: yeah, the China production, oh, Yeah,
1: it's I would so like to see that. pretty. I would love to see that one.
0: So to anyone who lasted throughout this ranting session, we appreciate we you. you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear us bitch about more things, uh, some of our upcoming episodes will be Disney versus Universal. Our evolution of our man crushes, which we touched on a little bit. We've, we've gone through a Gerard Butler phase, but we will expand on that. And then also compare who we ended up with. Oh, yes. Compared to our man crushes. <laughs> it's fun. It'll be good times. Um, so, yeah.
0: Do you have any interest in the Titanic? Because we're going to talk about it.
1: Because we're going to talk about it. <laughs> a lot. Pride and Prejudice. We've got that covered
0: the mummy movies tune in later
1: (laughs) would you like to listen to us humble brag about conventions we've got that as well
0: (laughs) (laughs) want to follow us on our socials we are at unhinged tea time on instagram and tiktok and you can email us at gmail with the same handle let us know your thoughts your complaints your praises Anything you want to say.
1: <laughs> Are you concerned for our mental health? That's a fair. <laughs> it's valid. <laughs> so is everyone else.
0: <laughs> so thanks a lot for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.